Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Friendly disclaimer time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with any of the media that we review or critique. We wholeheartedly support our fellow creatives at the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. And at the end of the day, we're just really big fans. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today, buckle up fans, because we're talking all things Barbie. And who better to chat all things Barbie with than our special correspondent Barbie, Miss Melinda. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. This is a glorious day. I'm just putting it out there. So excited to chat all things Barbie with you. This is your Joker. This is my end game. This is everything. (laughs) And you called this movie months ago. I think like when the first trailer came out, I was like, oh, we're doing this. I remember the hype over the trailer, the hype over the BTS photos, and people just lost their minds. Ice blonde, Ryan Gosling hair, and the tan, and the Ken underwear. Perfection. I don't know how you top this. What were your initial thoughts? Well, obviously, I lost my dang mind over it. (laughs) I remember seeing the outfits, and I remember seeing the trailer, I think it was for Comic-Con last year, and it was the space odyssey shot i knew it was going to be amazing no matter what it was going to be about so that was my initial reaction i was just super excited i've been a barbie fan since i was little like my mom and my grandma would always buy me barbies i had every i had a lot i also had a lot of barbies but i was the absolute worst when it came to playing with them like the marketing sold me as a kid And I was like, oh, I'll do all these things. Mom, sure. I promise. Tell Santa I want this Barbie. And then Santa and or my mom would get whatever Barbie for my birthday or Christmas or whatever the deal was. And it would just sit there. And I'm like, well, it doesn't dress itself. It doesn't. This is work. I just like her clothes. And I'm just going to have it sit there and just be in this Barbie house. And my mom's like, that's why we bought this. Or when my size Barbie came out. Oh, I lost my mind. I was like, mom. And I remember she told me, Santa's not getting this for you. There's no way. (laughs) Absolutely not. And I was like, okay. And my birthday is right like two weeks, give or take after Christmas. And I just told my grandpa, my mom's dad. I was like, mom already said no dice on my size Barbie, even though it'd be the coolest gift ever. This would be great. And I did get a my size Barbie for my birthday. And was super irritated that I was too tall for the swimsuit that she came in and she had a tutu and everything. I was like, man, it like hit me. You guys can't tell what I'm doing, but it hit me like right <laughs> here. And I was like, it's not a matter of like, I couldn't even like suck it in. I was like, it. I'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I had the Baywatch Barbies, but they also had like a SeaWorld type Barbie where there was like an orc whale and a dolphin. Oh, I had those. I had the gymnastics one when the Olympics were in Atlanta. I had a version of Midge. (laughs) Okay. I I did have the pregnant Barbie. That was so disturbing. I had a red Corvette. I had a white Corvette. It was, I, I was a Barbie girl for sure. Well, I'll say it right now. My initial thoughts on, on Barbie, the movie as a whole. I mean, I think Greta Gerwig's a visionary from 
the cast, the costumes, script, choreography. She understood the assignment and the pink carpet events. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, the advertising for this was so well done. How Margot was just wearing pieces that were replicas of Barbie outfits. Absolutely stunning. And she is Barbie. Mm, Yes, she is. You have some casting for us. I do. So Margot Robbie is stereotypical Barbie. Ryan Gosling is Ken. America Ferreira is Gloria. Ariana Greenblatt is Sasha. Issa Rae is President Barbie. Kate McKinnon is Weird Barbie. Simu Liu is also Ken. Michael Sarah is Alan. And Will Ferrell is the Mattel CEO. Well, I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? Let's spill it. All right. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not watched Barbie, A, I don't know what you're doing with your life because it's an amazing movie, but we're about to spoil it for you. All right, Easter Egg Queen, top three Easter eggs from this movie. Well, I think my favorite is obviously the 2001 Space Odyssey scene at the beginning. When it was explained how the only thing girls were basically ever able to play with were baby dolls. Mm-hmm. And Ruth Handler came around and said, no, you know, girls can be more than just a mom and created Barbie. I love that whole scene. I love how Helen Mirren and Lizzo were the narrators. So like when Barbie says she doesn't feel pretty or smart enough, Helen says something along the lines of <laughs> pro tip, don't hire Margo if you want to sell this point. <laughs> or like when Lizzo was narrating Barbie's morning routine and it changes when she has that bad morning. Right. She's like, girl, you all right? <laughs> I'm like, I need both versions to yeah. <laughs> be able to listen to because I can only listen to the first version. I need the reprise, please. And then my third probably little Easter egg clip is when the movie cuts to a live action commercial when Barbie's discovered, you know, Ken's introduced the other Ken's to the patriarchy. And it goes to a live action ad for depression Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Who does things like scroll Instagram for seven hours looking at her estranged best friend's engagement photos and rewatching the 1995 BBC miniseries adaptation of Pride and Prejudice? Like, everyone felt so called out on social media. This is me. How do they know? (laughs) So those are my those are my three favorite little Easter eggs in the movie. The only Easter egg I caught was the Bratz doll cameo with the four girls at the table lunch table at Mm -hmm. at the middle school i i can't unsee that one nope (laughs) did you see the brad's social media account on tiktok what they did no they're all the brad stalls are getting ready to go see a movie and finds out they were going to go see oppenheimer that's great marketing it's 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 so great all right serious question time favorite barbie from this movie mine is definitely gonna be weird barbie okay I mean, her cropped hair, she's constantly in splits. Weird Barbie was a very weird, close second for me. Weird Barbie is my top fave, for All sure. Right. Love stereotypical Barbie. Margot Robbie did amazing as stereotypical Barbie. But my favorite was President Barbie by Issa Rae. Phenomenal. Could mm-hmm. not imagine a better President Barbie. Yep. And she landed every line perfectly. I want Issa Rae in office right now. Also, Supreme Court Barbie. Yes, Supreme Court Barbie. Yes. All the Supreme Court Barbies, please. Favorite scene. My favorite scene is when Barbie's in the real world and she sits on a bench and she looks at the older woman at the bus stop and just becomes 
emotional because this is the first time Barbie's ever seen anyone that doesn't fit the Barbie quote unquote mold. Okay. Yes. And she just looks at her and genuinely tells her that she's so beautiful. You know, like, like, let's face it, like as women, we're told in not so hidden ways that, you know, we're not allowed to age. Like we always have to buy a new lotion or a new serum or a new oil, or there's a new supplement, or undergo plastic surgery, you know, to get rid of wrinkles and, you know, fine lines or whatever. And here's Greta with Barbie telling us that being a woman and being old is beautiful, no matter, you know, what society standard tells us. So that was my favorite scene. I love that. My favorite scene was the Barbie dance party. (laughs) It was so pretty. There was so much comedy choreography everything her costumes my brain was so overstimulated with happiness it's not that I couldn't focus but it was like oh I just did not want to miss anything from this scene Mm -hmm. and my eyes were drawn in every different direction to make sure I was catching everything and I wasn't even looking for easter eggs at that point I was just like oh my goodness sequence oh my gosh Ryan (laughs) Gosling oh Ryan Gosling jealous (laughs) and Simu (laughs) and oh this this can can backflip and this this Ken can dance better. And oh, it was great. Could not get enough of it. And the music. The music mm-hmm. was so good. <laughs> but also to tag on that, I would also say that my favorite monologue was Rhea Perlman as Ruth going on about what Barbie is and what she stands for and how Barbie mm-hmm. came to be. And I was like, oh, I am not okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is so moving, and this is not what I thought I signed up for. And I've always known Rhea Perlman from show Cheers and Matilda, and this was mm-hmm. just so out of her element, and she she did beautifully at it. All, all the snaps for Rhea Perlman. Another monologue that was very popular was the America Ferrara's monologue about being a woman, and that was a really, that was a really good monologue, too. Oh, that monologue was perfection. I hope it it's on a wall somewhere next to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Barbie. And you know, I need a, yeah, I need a cross stitch that and put it in a pink frame. Next serious question. Who was your favorite Ken? Because there were a lot of good Kens, a lot of good Ken tenders, a lot of Kenergy. Three of them oh, were from Canada. Well, I really like Nishuti Gatwa's Ken. Okay. Uh, Cause at the end of the movie, you know, when they all wake up from this patriarchy slumber, he's like, he just misses his best friend, Barbie. And she shows up and she says, Tim, I'm right here. And I'm like, oh, that is so sweet. Another Ken that I really liked was Kingsley Benadir's Ken. Okay. Because he was the one who kind of shadowed Ryan Gosling's Ken. Yes. But I didn't really do anything. And it was so weird seeing him in the Barbie movie after seeing him as of the villain in the Marvel show for a few weeks. And my third favorite Ken is John Cena's Merman. Out of nowhere. Like with... I think the rumor is that he brought his own wig. That's the rumor. Oh, so I loved it. Just such a good sport. Also, yes. Like they called like he bought Margot's lunch because they had lunch in the same restaurant because they were filming in London. And she's like, "Do you want to be in the movie?" And he went, "Uh, sure." And he went in like later that day, I guess, and like filmed the shot, and that was it. It was the perfect cameo. I can only imagine him saying, "If I'm not a Mer Barbie, then like, what's the point?" Yeah. (laughs) yeah my favorite ken was simu i don't think i've ever seen this guy with so much confidence and i just remember the tiktoks leading up to barbie from simu 
where he's over here just stressed working out at the gym and the caption would be like, gotta work out because I'm going to be half naked next to Ryan Gosling tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And he's over here like sweating bullets like, and he's got Eye of the Tiger on in the background. (laughs) And the confidence that his Ken had, I, I loved every bit of it. His comedy as Ken was perfect. And then the chest bump that he and Ryan Gosling do together and there's just sparkles that fly everywhere hilarious comedic gold that's how i want to remember simu all day every day <laughs> that is exactly how i want to remember this man and don't get me wrong love him as shang chi i'm sure i'm gonna love him in a million other things that he does but and i say this as a very dedicated ryan gosling fan i fell for that man at 17 years old in the theater watching the notebook the fact that simu moved mountains to make me love him as ken I, i'm thoroughly impressed with him and all the kenergy that he brings any honorable mentions? I'm going to give a shout out to the set designers and special effects crew because, oh my God, like once again, they use practical sets and effects. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the behind the scene videos and it is, it's stunning. Absolutely stunning. So that's my honorable mention. I second that motion. Did you hear that they had a, but a global pink shortage? They completely depleted all the pink paint from their supplier, which I guess was Roscoe's, which is one of the leading paint companies that Hollywood uses. I guess it was also during the height of the pandemic when global supply chain shortages were a thing, which mm, is yeah. a thing now, just not as bad. Yeah, that caught me completely off guard. But also watching this movie and knowing that fun fact, I was like, I am not upset about this. I feel like all this <laughs> pink paint made for really good sets and it will forever live in cinematic history. And then, I mean, the soundtrack was everything. I've been listening to it nonstop. It's been on a loop. I mean, you sent me the Avengers playlist a while back. Yes. <laughs> Send me your Barbie playlist. And now it is time for the Spotlight of the Week. Founded in 2021, the Nerf Herder Co. was created as a way for people to bring their favorite fandoms into their homes and out into the world in a luxurious, chic way. The Nerf Herder Co. offers candles, wax melts, fragrance mists, and now has expanded into apparel. The Nerf Herder Co. offers a wide range of fandoms from Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, books such as Akatar, and more. New releases are dropped on an almost weekly basis, and they always love to get suggestions for future releases from customers. Tax Pros, an award-winning tax firm dedicated to providing their clients with a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services. With three locations in Southern California, Tax Pros is there to meet you where you are offering phone and video appointments. Learn more or book an appointment today at TaxPros, taxprose.com. Disclaimer time. Hit it, Melinda. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with or promoted by the following. Mattel Inc., Heyday Films, Lucky Chap Entertainment, NBGG Pictures, Mattel Films or Warner Brothers. We're just really big fans who have been listening to I'm Just Ken on repeat for the last week. Sublime! (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.